0: Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time, I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla, here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Um, How you doing? I'm doing
1: good, I just realized I'm a little hungry, but...
0: Yeah, I don't have like the hunger feeling, but I know I'm hungry because my stomach just ground before we press play. It's like a part of the (laughs) podcast now. (laughs) She's like, hello, this is Cherry. (laughs) Like she introduced herself first. So what's good with you?
1: You know, I'm chilling like a villain with a go-to feeling. I'm out here doing my thud, thizzle, doing my thing out here in these streets. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't actually tell us how you were doing, though. I got to be honest.
1: Um, I'm doing okay. Um, Yeah, I'm good. I realized a few days ago that I'm happy. I mean, I knew I was happy, but like, I feel like I was on the verge of about to stress myself out about something that I didn't need to stress myself out about. And then I was, I just had a moment of
0: girl, you know, you're happy, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm good. That's good. We need those moments to, like, call back on us. Because, you know, sometimes we just get so lost in the day-to-day mundane things that we forget to, like, really have gratitude. Even though we share gratitude a lot,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, are you really feeling it, though? You know? Yeah. Sometimes I say it, and I'm like, even though I be present in it, I don't be really present in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I Because I'm still ungrateful about hellish shit. Or still, in my mind, I'm like, I want, I want, I want, or I need, I need, I need. But then it's like, I wanted and needed all the shit I got now. So, yeah. yeah. Just got to be present. How you feeling? Um, I feel okay. I don't know. I have a lot of mixed emotions, and I think the issue is that I'm not really also being present in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of avoidance going on right now. So, yeah. What are you avoiding? I just don't feel like going there. You know what I mean? Mhm. Sometimes it just takes a lot of energy. Even though you're using a lot of energy by holding on to those feelings instead of like I know what to do, it just <laughs> girl, not today. Yeah, exactly. Not this week either. Maybe not this month. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not I'm not giving that advice to nobody. You know I practice. I don't practice what I preach all the time, but that's because I'm human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and that's also why I encourage everybody to do what works for them, and to be present in their own journey. But I'm also sharing that with y'all because you know I'll be struggling too sometimes to stay positive, or even things that it seems basic as expressing your emotions or feeling them. Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, we can just go ahead and jump into the affirmation of the week. Do you want to share it with the class? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Every time you bring it up to my face, it just takes me back to that one episode. (laughs) Okay. The affirmation of the week is, it is safe for me to live and evolve within my body. How
0: do you feel? Saying that and hearing it, um, safe. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> it feels like not everything's gonna be okay. But like a more comforting version of that, because mm-hmm. saying everything's gonna be okay, it's like, okay, girl.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could get triggered sometimes, honestly, when people say stuff like that, because I've been through a lot of difficult situations and although things were okay in the end, on a total scale, everything wasn't okay with the situation. And sometimes... You just sound like a dick by saying stuff It feels to me like it lacks Empathy that responds like Everything's gonna be okay like First of all you don't know if everything's gonna be okay So stop saying that shit Like we was watching um But we just finished manifest or whatever I don't Mm -hmm. wanna get no spoilers but It got to this point where everybody kept telling Kyle Like oh it's gonna be okay Kyle And like he He was literally Don't tell it I mean He knew what was up period And it was just like not only are y'all gaslighting me, but instead of just having like true empathy for what I'm going through, you just say some dumb ass shit like it's going to be okay. Like, and it's literally not, even though it did turn out to be okay, yeah. it wasn't okay. Cause yeah. there was still other shit that was wrong. Yeah. So it's just like, stop saying that shit. That don't have nothing to do with this affirmation. <laughs> this affirmation is really about being present in your body and to me, this affirmation says a lot that it doesn't say mm-hmm. what we're discussing on the episode today is basically sex, but not just sex in the sense of like just getting it on, but like deep, deeply what that means for us and the energy that we store in our bodies and stuff like that. And a lot of people have been in unsafe situations and they continue to hold on that energy for life. Mm -hmm. Because they haven't processed it, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like did the shadow work around what that did to them, how that changed them mentally, emotionally, physically, you know what I'm saying? And spiritually. So I feel like this affirmation is just, you know, letting us know that you're safe now. You're not in that position now. So now it's okay to be at home with your body, to be connected to your body because... Our bodies do so much for us. Like, outside of our sexual organs, especially as women being the creators, the portals, we literally bring life into this world. There's nobody else that can do that besides Mm. us. There's power in that. There's power within our bodies or even just having gratitude for the things that our bodies do for us every single day. Like... I'm like a person that will really get into myself, like shit on myself about my looks or pick apart certain things that I don't like about my body. But like, for the most part, I'm in good health, you know what I'm saying. My body is functioning well every day. My organs is working like that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this affirmation is just a callback to have gratitude for your body, to be connected to your body. You know it's a lot of spiritual talk Where people say like Remember how I got triggered that one dude who said We are not our bodies Like he just made it seem like There's no connection between your soul and your body And it's like you're literally living in it Until you die How is there no connection If your body says fuck off then Since we ain't connected (laughs) You literally will be fucking going into another plane How are you gonna say Oh we My body is I'm not my body You are your body right now. Yeah. If you get sick, you are sick because your body is sick. I ain't going to go into it, (laughs) but either way, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, does that answer how does it make you feel?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it makes me feel, um, you know presence in all of the energies that i'm holding on to like ooh, girl okay now that i think about it i could let some shit go mm-hmm. i could heal from some things that i'm storing within my body there's this amazing book we um i think we listed it in our one reel where we recommended a bunch of books mm-hmm. follow us on instagram <laughs> <laughs> um at i've got time podcast follow us right now And it's called The Body Keeps Score And it's literally about that It's Mm -hmm. literally about how Your body is holding on to trauma So even There could be trauma That you experienced At the age of two years old You literally don't remember that shit But your body Mm remembers When you start to have reactions To certain stuff And you don't understand Why is this coming Where's this coming from Why am I reacting to this Why am I having an emotional response Oh it's because your body remembers Yeah so nice. you don't have to break that down right here and right now. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is safe to do that. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't feel safe with yourself, if you don't feel safe with your family, maybe you should get a therapist for real though. Me and Cherry talk about that every week. Like, I'm trying. we're trying to get sponsored up in here. Can you hear me? Now, we ain't going to shout them out <laughs> before we get it back. Hold on.
1: Okay, I'll bleep it
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? Speaking of sponsorships and me trying to get them, like, I don't, I used to want to be an influencer when I was doing makeup, but, like, I don't really want to be an f- influencer now. I just want to mm-hmm. create my content, and I want people to, like.
1: Just be into it.
0: Yeah, just celebrate me because of my knowledge, Yeah, you know. But, um, I was super excited because last week I basically got like my first PR package and I was just like, hey. what? I had like, went to my car, it was late at night. Cherry was literally about to get off work and I went to go, um, hot box in my car <laughs> and I walked back up to our house and it was a package on the door uh like decent sized package and i was like what is this and then i looked at the address and it literally said from cureleaf hey first of all i was so excited because i was like is there weed in here <laughs> <laughs> and remember y'all last week i had just bought weed so i was like had that shitty weed so i was like oh my god is it weed in here i was so <laughs> turned up there was no weed in there but shout out to cureleaf because they sent me a package the first okay the first thing let me just call back because last week we was talking about manifestation we kind of always talk about manifestation yeah but i feel like i literally manifested this without trying i manifested it without a thought and this is like how manifestation works is like when you believe something but you kind of just like release it Mm -hmm. into the universe so we went to leaf that was the first dispensary we went to. We made a whole reel about it and everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um it was a cool vibe. And then they posted this contest. This was like weeks ago on their Instagram and I put in the comments. It was like they all they, all you had to do was follow the brand um which was House of Puff and then comment in the comments like tag somebody in the comments so I literally followed the brand and then I tagged Cherry mm-hmm. and literally like a couple weeks later Cure Leaf messaged me and was like oh you won our giveaway with House of Puff." and I thought it was a scam I went back to their Instagram page and I was like is this really Cure Leaf's Instagram like you know what I'm saying <laughs> I started thinking like it was a scam but then when I got my package in the mail and they literally had sent me like a hitter rod they sent me a rolling tray Um, what else did they send me like it came in this really cute bag that said, bag that said like, House of Puff, New York. Um, shout out to House of Puff. That was so n- dope. And mm. then, like, so it was random to me. Like, Curly Leaf sent me something. It wasn't part of the contest or anything. I guess they just was doing this thing, this collab for dogs. Mm-hmm. So it had, like, a bunch of dog stuff in it, like, little Frisbees. It had a T-shirt and a hat that says, like, What's it say on there? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I haven't <laughs> worn a shirt yet. I will have to wear it like whenever I wear the shirt on the podcast. That you should have worn today. Yeah, but I was I was in t-shirt mode. I was in you know savage mode. Period. So yeah, yeah. So shout out to House of Puff and they're based in New York. But not only do they sell, they sell like. Cannabis related products I don't think House of Puff sells weed But mm-hmm. Cura Leaf is a, a dispensary So that's cool Shout out to them And honestly in my head I'm just like What else can I get You know wh- yeah. Who else is about to start working with me And that's like something that I really wanted for like The last two years Is to like Be a, con- a, a, a weed content creator So like I was yeah. super excited about that
1: it's really dope, baby.
0: Yeah. So excited. It, and I was just so surprised. That was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out. So, do you want to um, get into, you know, the main topic for this week? Or what you want to do? Where do you feel like going with this conversation?
1: Um. Well, I mean, you brought it up. So, let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's get into it, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I feel like where should we start this conversation? I don't know.
1: It's kind of one of those topics where it can kind of...
0: It could go a lot of places, yeah. yeah. And we have, you know, some specific places we want to go with it, but it's like, where do I start? I don't know. Do we start, like, at virginity? Do we start, like, what was our first experience, like... Even with the knowledge of sex You know what I'm saying Or what was our background I guess What was your perception of what sex was Before you had it Before I had sex I thought it was
1: This Super hot and steamy Thing that happened I thought there was always Background music (laughs) I had my own idea Of what like a hot sexual situation was Mm I actually listened to like the music music is so tricky (laughs) (laughs) I made a sex playlist when I was young I'm pretty sure this was before I actually started having sex Mm -hmm. but it's fire yeah and I would just listen to my little music and just use my imagination, like,
0: oh yeah, you know. Yeah. I feel like that's a big callback to our discussion on a previous episode about the influence from TV and movies and stuff, and like, mm-hmm. you know, what we think it is. But music definitely plays a big part of it as well. Yeah. I feel like I definitely romanticized sexual encounters before I had sex. Um, I didn't have, like, any information, like I shared before on other episodes. Like, I grew up in an extremely Christian background. Mm -hmm. So, to them, the knowledge was abstinence. Don't have it. It was just, like, don't have it. And it was to the point where my mom would even just, like, lie about sex. Like, literally... I'm going to bring it up again because, girl, why would you tell me this? <laughs> that you can get pregnant from kissing. That is so irresponsible. That's yeah. so irresponsible. You think that's going to stop me from kissing when I might not be kissing, but I could be doing other stuff.
3: Yeah, It makes
0: no sense. So I was really naive, I will say about that. I was not educated at all about safety. And um, I my thoughts about sex were... Not something that I was doing together with a person But something that somebody was doing to me You know Mm, what I mean Yeah. It was very much My purpose in the whole Experience was to be a service To somebody else And I feel like that has really shaped Who I am I guess sexually Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or my past experiences Yeah I feel that I know my mom talked to us About sex But I
1: don't remember anything that she said. Um, I do remember the whole don't have sex. That's why you're supposed to wait till you're married, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those things.
0: Um, That's so funny to me because nobody actually, like, pushed marriage on me that there's a lot of single moms in my family. So nobody was like, wait until you married. It just was, don't do it. You know, like, so when is the wait supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> you just never do it. <laughs> but hashtag somehow sorry have for the children. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another thing too, because this kind of like jumping in my experience, but it's so weird because once I did get married, then here come the questions of when are you going to have a baby? So everybody knows that in order to get a baby, you got to be fucking. (laughs) Yeah. And even in some families, they don't care whether you married or not. Once you reach a certain age, Mm -hmm. it don't matter what your status is. You could be single as a motherfucking dollar bill and they're going to be like, so when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? You're getting older. You're getting older. And like this is a whole nother conversation. But like women, all women do not desire to be mothers. Mm -hmm. And you're not less valuable as a woman if you decide not to have kids. Mm -hmm. It's a personal choice. It's a personal decision. And at the end of the day, when those kids come out, who's going to help you with them? (laughs) Not those people that were asking you to have them. And usually not anybody. I'm going to be honest with you. Being a parent is a lonely journey. Unless you're that girl where you already have that strong support system with your friends, it Mm -hmm. ain't never going to be your family. That's my experience. I know that some people, they do have a super supportive system with their family and things like that. But from a lot of conversations that I had, the majority of people, even if they do have that supportive family, once the baby comes, you're the only one there with it every day. You're the only one getting up at night. You're the only one that is paying the bills and putting that baby in daycare and all that stuff. And it is expensive. Yeah, daycare is crazy. Niggas be paying like $500 a week. What was that one statistic? I can't remember. It was like, I read it to you. This was weeks ago, but it was like, um, in the first year alone, people spend like, however much money on a baby. I don't remember the amount, but it was crazy. Oh my God. We'll have to revisit this conversation when we have our other parenting episode for sure. Yeah. Because I feel like this needs to be discussed like more thoroughly outside of the context of sex. Yeah. Yeah. Having kids is expensive. Yeah. And And it's like... It's not just expensive financially because a lot of people go on to that. mm -hmm. But it's expensive emotionally too. Definitely. You're going to put that emotional labor in because one, your kids need it. But two... There's two things as a parent. You either choose to learn and grow and become a better version of yourself so you can become a good parent to your child, which is going to take a lot of emotional labor, Mm -hmm. or you fucking don't, and then you ruin the relationship that you have with your kids, and that's still going to take a a lot of emotional labor. Either way, it's going to hit you. Yeah. It's going to get you. (laughs) Yeah. I recommend everybody that if they don't have kids and... If they're not sure if they want them, they need to really think about what their life going to be like once they have them. Yeah.
1: I feel like people never think about that. I feel like it's rare for people to actually consider just how much their life is going to change once they have kids.
0: Yeah. I they mean. just like the idea of having a baby. Some people just want to be a mom, but they don't understand. Like, it's, it's levels to that.
1: It's more than just a word. It's more than somebody just calling you mom. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But y'all. Yeah. is with my nizzle. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... I love Snoop Dogg. I just gotta say that. I really do. He's... I wish I knew him personally. I feel like he's such a great person. And I feel like he always be putting niggas on. Every time I hear somebody else talking about snoop they always talk about how he put them on like cat williams told a story about that and he was saying that um it was one of his first movies that he had worked in and i don't remember what movie that was but he said he had worked with snoop basically snoop put him on Mm -hmm. and after that like they've been working together ever since he genuinely became friends and i was like damn that's crazy. Yeah. But a lot of people say that about Snoop. A lot of people say that. Like, the first of all, let me just say how goes this nigga is. That he literally pays somebody, I think he said 100K a year or 80K a year, just to roll his blunts. I'm going to come back with the real numbers. But, like, first of all, let me get my rolling skills up because don't let me manifest me rolling Snoop's um, blunts. This dude just goes everywhere with him and just be having blunts rolled up. I wonder if they can smoke together I'm sure they do Ain't no way he don't be smoking (laughs) that nigga out Come on His job is literally to smoke And get other people high I fuck with it That is hilarious to me
1: I feel like that would be like a super cool job To have for like maybe a year or two But Mm -hmm. then eventually You're just gonna be like okay what else
0: Yeah It seems like it's really fun though But what if it's not, though, because although we're people who are really aspirational, like there's some people who their aspirations don't go far or don't have many levels. So like how last week I was saying, like, you know, I didn't really feel fulfilled as an esthetician. It's not because I genuinely didn't enjoy it. I loved it. But I had bigger aspirations than that. And yeah. some people their aspirations is right there. Like, what if his life purpose in his lifetime the only thing he's supposed to do is just chill and get high, like Well damn, why wasn't that mine? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sign up for it, my nigga. Damn. You gotta sign up before you get here on the clipboard.
1: <laughs> why we signed up
0: on a clipboard? Girl. They're not my upset. contract was long. It probably was six hundred pages. They was like, Are you sure? This is a really long contract, like I'm like this is my last trip, <laughs> and here I am down here. Ah, uh. girl. Every day I think about that. Like, wow, I really asked for this shit. That's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Well, you know, we can kind of like discuss a little bit since we talked about you know our feelings about sex and things before we had it. Now, after you had sex, how did you feel about yourself? Did you feel bad
1: about it? (laughs) I didn't feel bad at all, girl. I had sex and I said, oh, say less. Did you feel like it was good to you? I was having a blast. Wow. Like, it's so crazy. You know how in movies and shows and stuff, the guys will be like, it doesn't count unless, basically, unless he says it does. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like that. Um, and he counts the first time as one thing. I count the first time as something else. What he counts wasn't actually our best session, so I wouldn't tell people that that was our first time, but, um, I was having the time of my life. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I had an experience like that but honestly I was so fucking brainwashed that I just felt so guilty about it the first thing is that I lied and the first this I'm a career I'm not anymore because now I was just like girl just be real with yourself but like I used to be a career liar like I would lie about Some of the most stupid things, but I also will lie about things so that I could like fit into social circles. So like, I ain't even gonna get into my history lies. This ain't the (laughs) time. We can do it on another episode, right? Shay's lies. (laughs) (laughs) But the first lie that I started with when it comes to sex was that it was good. Now before i had sex when i lost my virginity i was 18 so in my opinion that's like a late starter Mm -hmm. because i knew girls who was having sex at 13 i knew girls who was having sex at 11 all of my friends in high school was having sex to the point where nobody believed that i wasn't having sex it was like you gotta be fucking your ass Mm -hmm. is so big and i just know that's how girls get big asses because when you're like you know, in ninth grade, they think that you just can't genetically have certain body parts, girl. Who it makes no sense that rumor? The worst part is why is there so many negative connotations going along with having a big butt? But when it comes to big titties, nobody's like she must be slutting it out because her titties are so big. like nobody says that, but when it comes <laughs> to big booties, all of a sudden, somehow intercourse is related to it.
1: People would joke like, like somebody was sucking your titties and that's why your titties be hanging, like shit like that. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was they doing? I don't understand. If anything, hold no. the things up. Oh. That, was, <laughs> that was usually reserved for the larger individuals that really had the things, like it.
0: That is just so fucked up, and that's also just so fat phobic, but you know, that's another conversation for another day. Our yeah. community is terrible when it comes to fat shaming and slut shaming. Yeah. Um. So, that's the first thing, is that all of my friends would talk about how good it was, and mm-hmm. I think they was lying too, because once I had my first sexual experience, once I lost my virginity, I was extremely underwhelmed. So, in my mind, I felt like these niggas is all liars after that moment because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have no choice but to lie about this. Everybody else's sex is so good. And I had seen a decent amount of porn by at that time before having sex.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I heard people talking about it in conversations. I seen it in movies and TV and music. And in my mind, I thought it was just going to be this so, like, just, like, real deal, like, oh. <gasps> Like, you know, like I thought the thought yeah. story was going to be so amazing. And honestly, I could have kept it. Like, now the second lie I started telling was I was ashamed that I lost my virginity to this dude that I only knew for like two weeks. And so once I met, like, I started going out with this dude and he was my boyfriend. I was just like, well, after we had sex, I just started telling people I lost my virginity to him and said and for years I just said the other dude don't count like literally I remember I ran into him on the streets of Waikiki and this dude was literally calling my name and the worst part about it is that he didn't even know my first name he only knew my last name yikes (laughs) and um, I'm being so open with you guys (laughs) and literally my roommate she was like, Do you don't you know him? And I was like, No, I don't know him. <laughs> Keep walking. And it was literally the dude that I had lost my virginity to. Damn, that's yeah. embarrassing. I mean, it's only really embarrassing to myself because it was a lie, it was a secret I was keeping to myself. Nobody, I'm sharing this with y'all, but don't nobody know for real except like three other people.
1: I mean, that's embarrassing <laughs> for him though. Imagine you see somebody
0: that you know you hit and you see him and it's just like oh let me just i know he was young so i'm giving him like a little bit of credit for not having a lot of sexual experience but i think that it's not just about sexual experience that makes sex good but for me it's an emotional connection there's a lot of things that goes into it and that was the weakest sex that i ever had in my life on top of me losing my virginity it was just weak as fuck it was just I hope he don't hear this. I just he ain't listening to this. I don't even know that boy's name. I just thought he looked like Lorenz Tate. <laughs> oh, that
1: was a good
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. And I just in my mind I just make up my mind I was like, oh this boy looks like Lorenz Tate. I just want to lose my virginity to him. It's like movies. Yeah. You <laughs> mean a little hottie, I love it. Yeah. So that was definitely a thing for me. Yeah, I was super ashamed. I I was super ashamed about it. To the point, like, I was, like, not ashamed enough to stop having sex. (laughs) Let's not get that twisted. But I felt extreme amount of guilt for a long time every time that I had sex. I just felt bad about it. Like, it was something I wasn't supposed to be doing. I felt totally disconnected from my body. And I would say that a lot of sexual experiences was not pleasurable for me. Like, if we going on, if I didn't come it didn't count, girl... I'm still... No, nah, I'm just kidding. Girl, <laughs> we, will, we will stop recording right there. I'm <laughs> literally kidding. Stop. No, but um, let's just say that my numbers will be even lower than they have. And that's another thing is that it literally spiraled into a whole personality trait, my shame and guilt, where I was like, approved, you know? Mm. I am not having sex with guys unless I have an emotional connection with them, you know, like then I turn into the 90 day girl, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, girl, just live your life. Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't want those experience. I was suppressing them mm-hmm. for what? Girl for what Cause fuck that I was never that
1: girl <laughs> The only shame I felt Was thinking I was gonna get pregnant mm-hmm. That was the only Thing that had me shook Every time I was having sex <laughs> <laughs> But other than that Child If I want it I got it
0: <laughs> Okay alright I want it I got it <laughs> Or I guess Princess no kid <laughs> Um yeah. So I feel like slut-shaming plays a huge part in just society wanting to keep women in a certain amount of place because it's very mm. one-sided like mm. men rarely get shamed for being a slut. I mean, we got Nick Cannon out here with I don't know how many baby mothers and kids that he's on. But if that was a woman just out here racking up baby daddies, it would be a different conversation. They would be going in. And especially black women because, well, you know, it goes all the way around, but they sexualize us so much to the point where it's just like such a thing. Like I was in Twitter one day and one thing I love to do is go in the comments because tweets be good, but comments be better. Yeah, them threads be, that's what a real T is. Mm Mm-hmm and it was like a post Ari had made and she just said something random and niggas really love going to her comments to shit on her because mm-hmm. they can't have her this is what the mm-hmm. most incel dudes do and women do it too but they do it to other women it's like very directed towards women behavior where it's like let me go in their comments because I'm feeling bad about myself today and say something shitty to them yeah. and this dude is like damn Oh, wait. So the post was, it was all these different, um, what do they call them now? A dump, a photo dump. Mm-hmm. And it was like all these different times money bag had hey, got her flowers. But it wasn't like just one bouquet of flowers, you know, it was like lavish. And the dude in the comments talking about some dang who she with now would seem like she just fucking everybody. Like, what are you talking about? She's literally been in a committed relationship for the last two years. And as far as you know... That's the only nigga she didn't fuck. Because, I mean, as far as you know, she didn't fuck two niggas. Mm -hmm. Why are you worried about her body count? Because you can't get in it? Because he can't afford to give somebody flowers.
1: Even though... Can we just real quick... I just want to say... It doesn't really cost that much to get somebody flowers.
0: You know, they make it seem like it's such um. A luxury experience On TV and movies But like dead ass You could go in the grocery store And get a bouquet of flowers For like six ninety nine. dollars um, There's so many stores That I'm not even gonna start name dropping Because at this point Collab me <laughs> but like it doesn't make sense Me and Sherry get flowers for each other pretty frequently Because they, it's literally not that expensive And it just says oh I love you
2: Yeah. And
0: I remember I used to tell myself I wasn't a flowers girl I didn't like flowers because they just die in a few days And i just rather have like a gift That I can keep
2: mm-hmm.
0: And that's still true But that doesn't take away from the experience Of the flowers being really nice So I don't know what your sexual orientation is, your gender, none of that matters. But if you're with somebody, and that's something that you want, first of all, express it. Second of all, just know that if this is something they acting like they can't provide, like it's too much, like it's literally not too much, and stop fucking with that nigga, because yeah, that's literally like the same thing as going to get Starbucks. Yeah, for real. Now if Starbucks is your version of flowers that's that, Then that's different. a different conversation But I feel like Even every once in a while Even if that's not your preferred gift mm-hmm. It's nice to receive them though So Yeah It's nice to know Hey you thought about me Yeah But yeah So you know I I was a slut shamer And I slut shamed myself too Even though I wasn't a slut I don't think it's nothing wrong with it being a slut or a hoe or whatever. And I feel like I wish it wasn't a name for it. And it's just so weird that the names only be geared towards men. I mean towards women. Yeah. Like what what's her name? Um Elizabeth. Oh yeah. Formerly known as Corinne Stephens. Yeah. So Corinne Stephens, she has a podcast and she was. I seen this clip a while ago and she was saying how she hates that too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, literally everybody's having sex. We're all having sex. And in order for you to have sex with this woman, now both of y'all got another number. And most of the time, men's numbers outweigh women's. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just now getting to a point where women are like more sexually liberated and they're ex- allowing themselves to have sexual experience with multiple partners but before Mm -hmm. it was just like yeah no that wasn't socially acceptable but we're all sluts then if i'm a slut you a slut i remember one time we was on the blank space and i can't remember who i was talking about the blank space is our web show well me bianca and shiny's web show that we used to stream on twitch and I remember one dude, he was in the chat and he said something about one girl that we was talking about because we did like Hot Topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, called her a hoe. And I was like, you a hoe! Like, I got <laughs> so mad because like, the fuck? Like, literally, yeah. why are you calling her a hoe? And people... You don't even be <sighs> knowing though. You don't even know. All yeah. you know is like, is, let's use Ari for example. All you know is that she been with money back and... Her baby father is um, Herbo, right? Right, G. Herbo. So, for all you know, she's had sex with two people. Mm -hmm. That's what you know. And now she a slut because she got a couple dollars in her pocket? Boy, fuck you. Yeah. I just, I never liked
1: that. Like, that's one thing I used to like about, not like, that's one thing I used to not like about um, people when they used to talk about Kim Kardashian, Ugh,
0: I knew you was gonna bring that up. I was literally reading your mama like five <laughs> minutes ago, because like it would always just grind my
1: gears because everybody that they would bring up, she was in a relationship first of all. Are you if she wants to have sex with whoever she's with?
0: Is that is that not okay? Rather now? she in a relationship or not though, because do these niggas be in relationships? A lot um, of times they do be, and they be cheating. right. And then when they're single, it's a free-for-all. Why don't women have that same grace to allow us to explore our body with partners of our choosing? Yeah. We was going to do it anyways, and we don't need your approval or validation to do it, but just keep that same energy. That's all we asking is keep that same yeah. energy that you have for your homeboys. You know what I'm saying? Because like, these niggas are some... exactly and all the dudes that will call you a slut is the same niggas that want to fuck you that's all i got to say literally nobody ever called me a slut and they didn't try and fuck with me first (laughs) that's
1: like the other version of don't nobody want you anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) no literally that's what they do they're gonna say Mm -hmm. stuff like Oh, are you ugly now, or this, this, and that. It's like, like I wasn't ugly when you it was just trying to hit it from the back. The problem for me with sex is that a lot of people, a lot of men, especially, they want to have sex to you and not with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has always rubbed me the wrong way too, because I don't want to waste my numbers. That's what I feel. And even though that's like a basic patriarchy, like why do mm-hmm. I care about my numbers? But like. I definitely don't want to waste a number and then it just was so weak. Like, oh, I could have masturbated for this. That's so unfortunate. When you masturbate, you get off every time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real though. I mean, even though it's not, sex is not always about that. It's not always about finishing or whatever, but I feel like that's for relationships. If we're not together, no. Mm -hmm.
1: we both came to come
0: (laughs) absolutely do you feel like the patriarchy or religion has influenced you in any way and the way that I guess you move um
1: I'm sure I want to believe that I was just free and the way that I was having sex was just because I wanted it that way word to the backstreet boys <laughs> <laughs> um but even some of the things that I thought I was into well i, mm, I mm. don't know like some things that I feel like I've adapted and it feels good to me it's like why does that feel good to you mm-hmm. like especially like when it comes to some things that may be seen as degrading it's like is everything okay at home
0: oh yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna share like you know anything too personal about my sex life cause that's just not me mm-hmm. but as far as like what you're saying the kind of things that I'm into mm-hmm. the first thing is like where did this come from I feel like for me personally, it's given sexual abuse. And it's like we don't realize like when we're holding on to this trauma and stuff in our body, that's how it's impacting us on a daily basis is that now that's like where our thoughts and stuff is centered or we try to think that we're craving this thing, but Mm -hmm. it's like rooted in trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like once you heal from it, then you start feeling like, you don't have a need for that anymore. And I feel like that's where I am personally right now is like for so long I was disconnected from my body. I was telling myself I like stuff I didn't like. I was having sex with people that I didn't really like. Like and now I just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I don't know what I like, I don't know what I enjoy. For the most part I be feeling like I don't even need to have sex. Like
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I can relate to the disconnection to a certain extent, but I don't know. I I definitely looking at my. Sexual experiences, I can definitely say that it was a reflection of abuse that was happening in my regular life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, I don't know. It's like, did I really like some of those things or was it just another way for me to feel low Mm -hmm. like was it just I don't want to refer to it as like an addiction but like just I was so used to feeling down or feeling like somebody was disrespecting me that I
0: it moved into my sex life Mm -hmm. it's like it spilled over that makes so much sense like you saying Yeah, yeah I feel like yeah I can relate to that too. I feel like that in general, we kind of like seek out the experiences like that are going to give us some type of high or whatever mm-hmm. that we feel like it's going to raise our vibration. Even though at that point we didn't realize what a vibration was, it's like we're naturally gravitating towards that. Yeah. And when you are used to a lot of trauma, it, even if you haven't yet acknowledged that what you went through was trauma or just whatever, you start to go towards those type of experiences because they get they boost your endorphins. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels good to me. And it doesn't really feel good to you. It's just that's what you're telling yourself to cope through the pain mm-hmm. because then you would have to go back and acknowledge, Why in the first place do you want to feel disrespected or degraded or anything? And I feel like, too, a lot of that is porn for me personally. It's like I really wanted that, like, to feel degraded or, like, just used up in a sense. You know how they make it seem in porn. You know what I'm saying? They they make it seem like the female talent is not even important in a way, even though they're the ones who make the video. Yeah. Not to say that we don't watch men's video, cause yeah, but it the, depends
1: on who it is.
0: I I don't. Um, we ain't got to get into that today <laughs> because this conversation is not really about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I feel like for sure that definitely had an impact um, on how I wanted to be treated during sex, but also how I felt about my body when I'm not even having sex. Like I shared with you a little bit ago that, um, I used to be so insecure about my breasts when I was younger that I would like not show them. Like I would have sex with a t-shirt on because I was like, I hate my body. And when you used to seeing all those videos, I'm making it sound like I was just watching them in and out. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like you start to compare yourself. It's just like Instagram. It Mm -hmm. was like before Instagram, we was looking at these models and stuff and not Mm -hmm. just models on Victoria's Secret, not just models at Fashion Nova, but like the models in the industry. And what did they have? Those balloon titties? Like, this is why I was already like 14 years old. Like, I want a boob job. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like as a whole, like just society, it doesn't create a safe space for us to be sexually liberated to the point where people think sexual liberation is just having multiple partners or having a lot of frequent sex. When sexual liberation is just about, Feeling at home in your body, you know? Yeah, it's about, like, just doing what you
1: want and what feels good to you. And that might include not having sex. That's still being Mm -hmm. sexually liberated because... Yeah. If you feel free doing that and you feel good doing
0: that, then, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like having sex, did it change you?
1: Yes. (laughs) I can't really pinpoint how, but I know it did. I know for sure, like, sex is another way of expression for me. Mm -hmm. So... Having sex for the most part is like, it's like I finally get this art out that I've been working on Mm -hmm. and it's like, ugh, okay, I'm good now. It's like a, sex is like a safe space for me.
0: I wish I could be like you. I feel like a lot of stress around sex right now. Well, I want to, to talk about why that's another so conversation. Cool I'm not even sure if I'm ready to share that with the podcast. You know, that's too much. Okay, but yeah, I feel you though. I feel like this is a good um, segue into mental health matters mm. because you know, as we are, you know, dealing with the patriarchy and learning ourselves and learning our bodies and things like that. It's like, there is, you can experience a lot of mental health issues around sex and uh, your journey to self-love and everything like that. It's like, oh girl, I feel like a lot of people are celibate nowadays because they like starting to realize their value and not that there's no value in having sex, but I think a lot of women especially, and hopefully men start to realize that a lot of the sexual encounters that they had was not valuable.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, You know like I don't want to get too crazy Or too spiritual with it but When you're sharing your body with somebody You're allowing them in your Fucking portal Like Yeah your body's like literally Storing their energy Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know What I'm saying like we don't think about it That way but it is true So To me there's like It's deep it's, like, a real thing. Like, me, now that I know my value as a person, I know it goes hand in hand with, okay, I'm way too valuable to be fucking with certain people. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that those people also don't have value, but they need to work on themselves to be able to, like, get with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just feel like, for me now, sex is not about anybody else. And this is the first time that i ever been able to just be selfish I really feel grateful to be in a relationship with you, that you, like, support me and, like, what I'm going through and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because for me, sex is, like, an emotional thing, but now it's, like, it's a spiritual thing. So, it's, like, I have to be present with whatever feelings I'm having about it at the time. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have, like, had experienced, like, mental health issues surrounding, like, sex or anything?
1: Yeah, that whole period of everything was not okay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, when everything's not okay at home, that sex be hidden.
0: See, I can't relate to that at <laughs> all. <laughs> This is me. It's so funny to me because you're literally an air sign. So I don't even understand. But like me as an earth sign, I just cannot like, this is me period with anything. It don't matter what it's regarding in my life. But so it also happens too in my sex life that like, if I'm extra stressed or like, I just have a lot going on, it's no way I can like be present in a sexual experience. Like... Even when I try to, I just be like, not really there. Lights. So, to it ain't never hit like that to me. Like when everything's not okay at home, the lights is off downstairs. Okay, oh, no. it'd be a party.
1: Like, <laughs> you can hear the music, like <laughs> not the music. Because <laughs> it's like, again, it's like that. It's your time to express. It's your time to like just
0: let it out yeah I don't think that I've ever really felt safe outside of myself to really express I guess I don't not I don't want to say my sexual needs but I guess just like everything mm-hmm. in sex and what I want to do and because I haven't had a lot of sexual partners I don't know I just don't feel very connected. Well,
1: first off, it has nothing to do with having different sexual partners. It's about you. You can have sex with one person and learn so much about yourself sexually. You don't need to have sex with a bunch of different people. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like maybe because that's that may not be your experience you feel like that might mm-hmm. be what's needed right. but FOMO. yeah but <laughs> you're not if anything you're just missing out on more bad sex
0: yeah like, i mean yeah totally because but, i've had times where i tried to have a little whole phase and mm-hmm. it didn't work out one because it wasn't fulfilling to me so it ended very quickly because it was just like what am i even doing this for you know it's like yeah. very quickly i'm like i don't like this Because it's really not even about that. Like, when people talk about a whole phase,
1: they're referencing sex most of the time. But to me, a whole phase is just, like, a time for you to interact with different people. Like, you don't have to have sex with those people because that's not really where your experience and knowledge is coming from. It's just coming from... Dealing with different types of people Mm -hmm. and learning how to navigate that, and also, but that's just
0: dating, though. That's not a whole phase.
1: But they want to call it a whole phase just to encourage people to just be fucking because they think, oh, you won't know what you like if you're
0: not out here fucking. That's how you like. No, like, how about you just? I think that different people have different needs, so I think I'm not saying that you have to have a whole phase or nothing like that. But I feel like different people have different needs. You know what I'm saying? Like what I need to really feel like evolved in my sexual liberation is to be with one person and just to feel safe and, you know, like all of that stuff. And some people, they generally feel like they need to experience like different sexual partners. And some people, they don't think about it at all. There is no intention behind it except what they feel like the purpose of sex is, which is to come.
1: That's dangerous.
0: It's very dangerous, but that's why we have so many single moms out here because people are willing to have sex with anybody. And I'm not willing to have sex with anybody that I'm not willing to get pregnant But I'm going to be honest with you. That's I got to nice. think about it. I have to think about it. Just like you said, that's the only thing that you had guilt about. It's like, is <laughs> somebody going to put a baby in me? It's like, that. Those, that's one of the things that I think about before I'm like start interacting with somebody on a sexual level because, it's, I mean, men, really. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Do Where is this going? Because yeah. to me my sexual energy is valuable Because sexual energy is also creative energy That's the sacral chakra. So at the same time that I'm just giving out Sex all over the place I could have been using that same energy to create some shit I could have been using that same energy For something else mm-hmm. So to me it I'm valuable And I'm just not allowed to have sex with everybody mm. And that's just me personally though I don't judge nobody else for doing what they do if yeah. anything, and if I have any friends that are sexually liberated in a different way than me, I'm I want to know the tea, spill the tea, sis. What's going on? Let me live vicariously through you. Yeah. But for me personally, it's just not very fulfilling. So I'm never gonna be out there living that life. Even even when I tried, it was um, it was real dumb. Yeah, it's really,
1: it's honestly really disappointing when you're like just trying to have sex with people, mm-hmm. and it's not something that's just happening naturally. Yeah. Like, I've had some moments where no, they weren't forcing me, but I was kind of like, forcing myself like, mm-hmm. well, let's
0: do it. Yeah. But it was like, oh, why'd we do it? Yeah. I mean, and on top of that, there is the coercion. Which I feel like a lot of people experience But don't acknowledge it For the seriousness of what it is Which is actually rape
1: I feel like most sexual experiences are rape
0: Yeah I feel like a good amount of them I don't want to say most of them Because there's a lot of people who are willing participants So I'm not going to say most of them But I feel like there's a good portion that Of crimes that should be investigated That's what I think For sure Especially as young people Because men are not being educated About what consent is mm-hmm. And women, since we're like Taught to please men, whether it is In cooking, whether it's in cleaning Whether it's being wifey material Part of that whole performative Thing of being That girl, the only girl for them Is also living up to this Expectation of being there Sex way. Mm-hmm. being available for them When they want to have sex And
1: Outperforming the next girl Making yeah. sure you doing stuff
0: Cause what you won't do another woman will And that's perfectly fine I've come to the conclusion that I'm okay being single So I, it's nothing that I'm doing In my relationship that I don't genuinely want to do mm-hmm. I'm not just doing stuff Just cause I'm, That's what I gotta do to keep you with me Like that's ridiculous <laughs> Please stop doing that to people Doing that in your relationships Yeah because I'll tell you what, when somebody want to leave you, they're going to leave you. And sometimes that's for the best. But your sex ain't going to make them stay. That ain't going to be it. Not at all. It ain't going to be it at all. I remember
1: when I used to listen to... Oh, should I say the other podcast name?
0: Um, I can I'll leave play it podcast all, don't make all it the time. Just say it. When
1: I used to listen to Lip Service and... Um, Stephanie would be up there and she would just listen to her talk. First of all, it's just hilarious because what are you talking about? And then I've never
0: uh, listened to lip service.
1: Oh, I want to say you're not missing anything, but the early days you kind of missing out. It's hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But she would be up there just talking about how she would make sure she would like, suck her man dry before he left the house just to make sure that basically that he wasn't out there fucking nobody else and he would come home and it's like
0: this sounds like so much work it's so much work and it's ridiculous first of all you doing all that just so your man won't cheat on you what happened to him just not cheating on you yeah. And if he cheat on you, That don't have nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. his choice of doing that, him feeling inadequate enough that he feel like he needs to have sex with other people when he's in a committed relationship. like everything reflects back on the other person. I am not doing all that extra shit. I never been an extra shit girl.
3: <laughs> you're gonna
0: get what you're gonna get like honestly. I feel like there was a couple times where I was like in a relationship and I had an extra shit phase. But that wore off because what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And for what? What is the reward for this? Now, if you getting rewarded in bags and purses and rent paid and all that stuff, suck them dry, girl. (laughs) Do what you got to do. But at the end of the day... What I feel like when it comes down to it is their reciprocity in a relationship. Because Mm -hmm. if you got the type of person that you in a relationship, the type of partner that wants to do that because it feels good for them to do those things for you, Mm -hmm. then great. And if you guys have a balanced relationship where it's pouring back and forth, then great. There's nothing wrong with going all out for your person. Yeah. But... Y'all do the most for the people who deserve the least. And that's where the problem is. We've all been there, ladies. And gentlemen.
1: Because
0: that's a lot of the reason why these niggas still heartbroken over some girl in the third grade. Is because (laughs) they they did too much for one bitch who wasn't deserving of it. And that doesn't mean that all women doesn't deserve it. That doesn't mean that any women have to prove to you that they deserve it. That just means that you have to be more selective in the woman that you choose and if the woman that you choose not to be up to the par level of standards of who it is that you see yourself in a relationship, stop fucking with them. That's all you got to do is stop fucking with them. It's like that easy. Like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Insert that was easy button. Man. Speaking of, you know, women who are sexually liberated. Our girl Meg the Stallion mm-hmm. is the first black woman on the cover of um Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. 30 under 30, right? 30
1: under 30. That's crazy. Real Shout out shit. to
0: her. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Meg the Stallion. Um, you know, we support her in every way, shape, or form. I mean, I do, you know what I'm saying? Send that negatory to jail. But Outside of that, I just feel like, first of all, she has a really good management team because they stay her, having her booked and busy. She's been doing so much, and obviously she's getting paid because she's on Forbes 30 under 30, and they put her ass on the cover, like, Yeah. They put her on the cover not because she's making the most money on the list. They put her on the cover because she's the most influential on the list. And that speaks volumes. Yeah. That's, to me, a lot of why people keep putting their name in her mouth. Reference Drake. Because it's social currency there. Let me reference to something that happened to her because it's relevant. Yeah, Shout out to Meg. Shout out to
1: Meg. Make it hot, yeah, I was an original hot girl. I just
0: want to say you have been an OG hot girl for the longest like I came in kind of late in comparison to you, yeah. yeah I came in when she
1: was actually dropping those videos doing her own choreography <laughs>
0: I wish y'all could see the choreography <laughs> Jerry just did it's
1: like girl, what are you doing but go off listen <laughs> she need to put that song on streaming. what's
0: up that one?
1: <laughs> Where she dancing in front of the wall with the graffiti on it. That's my shit. It's like, baby. What's the words? I don't know. It's like... Something, something, something. But they ain't doing it like a stallion. Mm-hmm. To... That's my shit. I need that to be on
0: straight. I love her. I love what... I feel like the level... Because... She we not going to say that Meg DeStyle is doing something that other rappers are not doing or haven't done in the past. Because we Mm -hmm. know, like, obviously the first woman to really come out here being sexual, exploitative, was Lil' Kim. Period. Nobody can say nothing about that. But Mm -hmm. I feel like she took it to another level mm-hmm. because basically she do say the same shit that men say in their lyrics, but it's like in reverse. Like yeah. one thing may go do is take your daddy to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. I love that. I just love her. You know what I'm saying? Like I love like what her version of sexual liberation is, which is yeah. a big part of something that I participated in It's the whole clothery. You got to have some whole clothes. Just a couple of them in your closet, girl. Like, just when you feeling it, then you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not a whole clothery girl, but that's another thing. I feel like that's kind of, like, got something to do with the patriarchy because that's, like, the, I mean... They say they don't care what people think about them. Or they try and make it seem like other girls are wearing less clothes for attention. And it's like, girl, I really like this stuff. It's not for attention. Yeah. And maybe some women do. Because there's always those girls, like, one thing I really can't stand is on Instagram, the workout baddies. And it, it's not even just women. It's the workout baddies that are men, too. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, you know... You go to the reel, and the first thing is just them facing away from the camera with their ass, with their little ass shorts on, Mm -hmm. and then they probably doing something like twerking, clapping their booty cheeks or some weird ass shit. Or when, I'm not going to say their name, but one of your friends
1: posted them in the gym... Pulling their pants up and their ass was shaking once their pants got up. And it was like, come on. Ain't no way you didn't see this when you posted this. Damn, I don't even know who you're talking about.
0: That's how you know I will be watching. So I'm going to show you. I only know because <laughs> it popped up. <laughs> it popped up. I'm like, who could it be? I only have one friend I feel like that really does content like that. But that's her job. So. Oh, no, it's not. It's a man. Oh, it's a man?
1: Oh, he be what? thirst trapping and it's like. I'm not, I'm trying not to have thoughts about it because I don't know him like that, (laughs) but it's like, you know who your audience is, right?
0: Like, do we need to talk? Well, you know what? It's a conversation that needs to be had that a lot of people don't want to talk about is the fact that everything that they say about women it's like just a reflection of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they say like all oh, women are doing this on the ground for attention, but then male attention specifically, but then they will post pictures with their shirts off and they happy trail showing and all that jazz. And the it's like print all in the
1: camera. All in the
0: camera, but I'm gonna be honest, that doesn't turn women on. I know some women who like that like, you know, male stripper vibe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like on a general basis when you go in those comments it's mostly mostly men commenting mm. hyping up the other dude and it's like it's nothing wrong with that but just know that we do see y'all you yeah. know what i'm saying we see y'all and it's very performative for other male attention you're not doing this to get the girls stop it at all you know the likes and the views is really going to get turned up and it's not always gay men that they're getting attention but a lot of people do gay fish
1: I feel like that's really fucked up when men do it specifically. Like, you have no intentions of doing anything for this community. You're not in the community. Mm-hmm. But, but you're basically you getting the them. benefits
0: of it, yeah. And
1: like, it's so fucked up to me.
0: Yeah, and be the first person to get their interview and then be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not gay. Like, <laughs> But everything gives that, though. And sometimes they don't be giving gay, but it's like, that bromance that y'all be talking about is really real. Yeah. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Y'all know what the fuck y'all be doing. <sighs> yeah, for real. It's weird out here. Um speaking of, you know, athletes and everything like that, this week we got USMNT captain Tyler Adams. So, basically after one of his events, he was doing an interview and I forgot what country he was in. But the interview, Mm -hmm. the interviewer, because it was like, you know, when they had those events, it'd be like the person sitting on the stage and then it'd be all these reporters in the stage. Mm -hmm. So the reporter dead ass was like, so. How do you feel about representing the U.S. and they so racist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, The first thing, I feel like his answer was very mixed.
1: Just like him?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that would be the response from Samani, I feel like. Who has a white mom? (laughs) I mean,
1: he said he was raised by white parents. His answer was just very... Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like fully to be seen as a black person. Mm -hmm. And that... Lies. Yeah, the issue.
0: I don't even think that he was given speaking points or training should those conversations come up, and that's how you know that he doesn't have any black people on his team, because these is conversations that we have at home with our kids when they're like five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um So it's very evident to me, and his response was just like, "Well, um, he was." Basically- it's racism everywhere. Yeah, and. Because I was raised by white people I can adapt to any environment yeah. It was like Do you hear yourself? Basically it sounded like what he was saying Like I don't want to be those people that read Through the lines but I'm going to be that person for right now It's mm-hmm. just like um, I don't I'm not impacted by racism So therefore I feel like as long as you do what you're supposed to do Around white people then you won't be impacted by it Yeah I'm not like those other black. Yeah, I know how to act, so I ain't gotta worry about racism wherever I go.
1: That's basically.
0: But it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just,
1: just not for me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) First of all, shout out to that reporter for asking him that question because yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I would want to know. Why don't you ask some white people that shit? I feel like. He knew what he was doing. Reporters be knowing they research. He probably knew yeah. this kid was like adopted by white people and stuff like that. And uh, he knew what he was gonna do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is gonna be good. I feel like it brought up a necessary conversation for sure, but I feel like this is the issue when people of other races and ethnicities decide that they wanna adopt black children but they don't have any experience with black people. Mm -hmm. Don't adopt no black kids. If you don't even have black friends, if you don't have black family, if you don't have nobody around you, that's going to help you and guide you as you try and raise this child who has to operate totally differently than you do in the real world. Mm -hmm. And as we see him having that conversation on that table, That's going to come back to him later. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be another time where he's going to look back and be like, damn, I was really ignorant to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't know. Yeah. So, it is what it is. What did you think about that? I saw his response, and
1: my first thought was, girl, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Because, what do you mean I can adapt and to any environment like what
0: like I know what you mean but don't say that it's just such a spit in our ancestors face because you don't think black people have adapted is that what you're trying to say because do not do me like I will get on a whole soapbox up here about this shit but like this is why I keep having repeated conversations about slavery and shit and how all this stuff is rooted in this. You think that black people are not adaptable? We're more adaptable than any motherfucker living in this country because we have to adapt through slavery. We have to adapt through segregation. We have to adapt every single day in our work environments being around all this si- our whole system is created around racism. Yeah. It's not about being adaptable. It's about we're just black. Niggas don't like us because we black. That's yeah. it. There's nothing that we can adapt to. Society needs to adapt to this and bullshit and start over. But the thing was, all of this was intentional. It was purposeful. And they did what they wanted to do when they had to do it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if they wanted to create changes, they would. But there's literally still racial propaganda to this day. Like, please stop. It's, it's not about being adaptable. Like, no. Yeah. It
1: was it was a bullshit answer. It was an expected answer, honestly. But,
0: ciao. let's answer it too fast. i will be like, next question? Because if you don't have nothing to say that's going to add value to the conversation, just shut the fuck up. Because now yeah. we can't even root for you the way we was rooting for you. Fuck you and fuck America. That's how I was feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to talk about today for Forest Bias is um Tanisha Godfrey You guys might know her as the creator of It's a Chicken Salad <laughs> <laughs> And this really pissed me off Because we get up here every week And we talk about how like white people That are content creators have like opportunities That are mm. different from us Bigger opportunities, bigger pace There's a huge pay gap In content creators that are of color Versus white people and shit like that And you guys, this is one of the most used sounds in the last few weeks. It literally has, like, over a million, I don't know, a billion uses on the sound. Like, it's crazy. Every celebrity you could think of has been using the It's a Chicken Salad sound. It's crossed over from TikTok to other platforms. You know what I'm saying? She on TV and shit with it. I seen a damn news report in Cleveland, people going to Cleveland to create content just so they could try this chicken salad from 81st Deli. Which, I'm from Cleveland. Do not go to 81st. Do not go down there. That is the hood. Y'all, if you might look like you belong there, that might make sense. But... I wouldn't recommend coming from out of town when your nice rental car or whatever your Uber Black don't drive down there. Yeah, don't do it. Come outside of your shit, we go. The chicken salad ain't that good. To pew pew pew. Don't do it. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But shout out to her because she just signed a deal with Weight Watchers. I don't know what is the pay on that, but I know what the pay is not, which is five (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars. I wanted to discuss this because Google offered her 500 measly dollars so they could buy the sound from her. That is wild to me that,
1: like, I wonder if that's where they started. Like, did they start at 500? But why would that be the
0: starting place for a sound that literally has, like, billions of uses? Like, you really thought. Now, we know Google got a big bag, mm-hmm. and we know that they're literally paying people a lot of money. There are some creators that they they have a yearly contract with them. They're paying them a lot of money. They even work with celebrities and stuff to do, like, whatever. All oh, the new Google book just came out. Now they're about to do a whole campaign with Alicia Keys or some shit. I just made that up off the top of my head. I don't know if
2: police work mm-hmm. with them. Google
0: I'm just What's saying that it? they have the money- mm-hmm. and for them to offer that lady five hundred dollars like first of all that's so disrespectful secondly suck a dick Google like,
3: like, like all if the you money. can't
0: if this is what racism looks like y'all if you think that this is not just purely based off of racism this is what we're talking about because at the end of the day this is business mm-hmm so they knew, they seen the value of the sound or else they wouldn't have contacted her and reached out to her to use the sound. They never reached out to me for none of my songs. Have <laughs> they reached out to you? Mm-mm. She's a big deal. Yeah. And then they only offer her $500. Yeah. Like, really? Google? They thought that
1: she was... It comes down to Knowledge. people thinking that black people are dumb and don't know their own value. Mhm. Like $500. The fact that you thought that this would
0: even satisfy somebody? $500 won't even pay the rent. Google would have been using that sound in all kind of commercials and shit until it wore off and the fact that they would have made way more than $500 and they was not even trying to catch her like check cut her a sizable check. Mhm. Boy, now y'all look stupid because she got a Weight Watchers commercial. They
1: was really trying to get over And I'm glad that that was made public.
0: Mm-hmm. She made it public. You know what I'm saying? People from Cleveland, we going to let you know what it is <sighs> after we get our money, though. She probably been <laughs> holding on to that for weeks. Like, ooh, I can't wait to tell the internet that these niggas tried to offer me $500. Let me just wait till I get money from this other deal, though. Yeah. And then I'm going to put them on blast because really, Google... And honestly, we got to start holding these brands accountable who are doing shit like this. Like, um, this is what I was saying about when I used to work for Tarte. Like, it was extremely embarrassing to work for them because here I am, a black girl in their stores. And they would, like, rarely even post black people on their social media. They had, like, one black girl that was on their social media team. Mm. All the rest of them was white and blonde They don't even want to cater to us They don't even want to Or they don't, or don't, they they don't care it. They don't see what the value is But the crazy part is black people spend like Billions of dollars in cosmetics every year Yeah like, And they don't even want to sell to us this, That's crazy That is so crazy to me Like white people don't even be wearing lotion for real And <laughs> <laughs> There's no black person on the va- on Vaseline. We know that black people use Vaseline. Everybody knows that. Yeah. My like, girl, that your heavy me blue as fuck. But shout out to her, and I hope that she continues to get more deals because that sound is so popular. I literally say it every day. You Sometimes do. I hold back on saying it just because it's like, am I saying this too much? Because <laughs> at this point, anything could be a chicken salad. <laughs> And don't let me really have a chicken salad.
1: You literally made a chicken salad just so you can say it's a chicken salad.
0: Yeah, and it was good, too. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you. So, yeah, that get, that's all that for uh, BBLU. You want to sign into the breaks?
1: These are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to start with... What I know, personally. (laughs) Girl. Um, So, Coco Jones, who we have mentioned on the podcast before, dropped a project called What I Didn't Tell You. And I listened to it. It slaps. It slaps? It slaps. Um, I think I listened to everything but, like, the last song just because I was listening to it, like, on my way home. Mm-hmm. So I mean I've made it home so, yeah. but um, it's good. It's got like a. I really d- I don't know why but lately I don't like saying somebody has like a '90s R&B sound. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely giving classic R&B versus the R&B that people make now. Yeah. And I really enjoy that sound. And
0: she has a voice for it. So, I'm here for it. I love Coco Jones. First of all, she is so chocolatey. So cute. Like, Mm. I just love it. She's really pretty. I love a dark-skinned baddie. Like, dark-skinned women are so beautiful to me. Like, I always wish that I was more dark-skinned.
1: So like, when I was younger,
0: I used to wish I was light-skinned, but that was just problems at home. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> like, in my adulthood, I always was like, I can't wait until the summertime. I'm going to get my tan on. Like, yeah, girl. Like, I could get as dark as cherry in the summertime, and that's like, I love that for me. This not about me, though. This is about Coco. <laughs> it about you, lady. Um, I love her. Like, she has a lot of music out she's one of those people who are like not a mainstream artist, but she continuously to like get in the studio and put music out and shit. Mm -hmm. And I really love that because that to me, that's like uh, what we really want to see growth in people's music career is them actually making the music and just putting it out. You know what I'm saying? We don't need you to wait a whole year and then put the music out to wait to see what people think of it. Like just make the music, just put out the singles. There's nothing wrong with singles until you're ready to put out an album And what really got me, I don't know if y'all know that Babyface had put out an album and it was like DJ Khaled style where he just like brought on a lot of R&B singers. Mm -hmm. It was um, women. Oh, just women only. Mm -hmm. That was such a vibe. I mean, Babyface, I feel like that probably puts into that, her having that 90s vibe feel because that's his music. Mm-hmm. all the music. he was writing a lot of those songs in yeah. the 90s and the early 2000 and even now we don't realize Babyface Writes so much music for other people. Yeah. But is. um they had a song together and oh I love that song.
2: Yeah.
0: And I love her voice. I haven't yet got to listen to this project yet, but I'm going to get my ears on it for sure. It's good. I know it's good cuz Coco Jones is that bitch. Like don't play with her. She got range. Yeah. Period. And she be slaying out here. Also, real quick, just
1: quick, um, speaking of R&B, the project Ari Linux dropped, I want to say it's been a couple months. Mm-hmm. That's
0: pretty good, too. I didn't make it through that whole album, but from what I heard, it sounds really good. Yeah, I think she sounds really good. The songs are good, but I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't go back to it a lot of times because I just wasn't in...
1: Mm-hmm. that space, you it know is what I'm very saying? Specific.
0: Sometimes you have to be in a certain space to get to get on with music. Like sometimes I just can't listen to rap or, you know, like whatever it is, you know, just it wasn't on my vibe at the time, but I'll definitely double back on that. Yeah. Ari Lennox, I feel like is an extremely underrated talent because she writes all of her music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't scream that enough. I know a lot of people say it's not a big deal as long as the music is good, but I think as far as artistry is concerned, there's a difference between a singer and an artist. And I feel like an artist actually has more um, creative control in their music. They're involved in the writing process. They care about from the top to the bottom of everything. Whereas a singer is, they give her songs. All she got to do is jump in the studio and do that. And I feel like there's a difference in me. I feel like there's more value in that. So how do you feel about Whitney Houston? Um, Is Whitney Houston a singer? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's a singer. I feel like that there is a difference but you need to know your lane and stay in it. I think she's one of those people who knew her lane and stayed in it and she got a lot of success from it and became very popular. Because she's got an amazing voice. It ain't Mm -hmm. nothing that you can't say about Whitney Houston. She's probably had one of the most influential voices of all times. When you hear her, you know who that is. Mm -hmm. But there is a difference that doesn't mean that her music sucked by any means um but i feel like now this is too when there's like pros and cons of which one you are that when the only thing you have to focus on is singing that can make your music better All you got to worry about is singing, sounding better as a singer. That's it. You got everybody else handling whatever else for you. Mm -hmm. Now, when you the person like Beyonce wearing 10 different hats, that could affect the quality of your work if you can't just worry about singing. So I feel like stay in your lane and know it. That's just it, period. Yeah,
1: I just want to hear how. I mean, going
0: every out. singer's not Whitney, Whitney, though, so that's don't even <laughs> some of y'all need to diversify your talents because you can't get on just with your singing abilities alone. I gotta be honest, Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What okay. you think about it? Do you care? Are you, are you like one of those people that feel like because I feel like it always comes back to me is the Cardi B conversation because everybody's like. She don't even write her music, but, like, her songs be raw as fucking it's like, at this point, I'm not listening to Cardi, I'm listening to Party. Um, <laughs> well,
1: it's one thing if you claim to write, and we have on record, Oh, no, she ain't claiming you, it. I mean, she... She has, though. But and has she claimed that she only write her music, nobody else? I haven't really paid attention to her to remember, honestly, but I don't. it's just certain things. And then once you get into beef and it's like rap beef,
0: you can't get into a rap beef and you don't write. See, but I got to be honest with you because I feel like as women, we operate differently when it comes to rap beefs because it gets real catty and real petty very fast to the point that it's not about the music no more. Women do not know how to handle professional disagreements without bringing in personal drama. And that's the issue. It yes, can't just be too. about the music. It can't just be about the music. If that's the case, then people will only judge, let's say in this, we're talking about Cardi and Nicki. If you could only judge them based off of their musical talents and nothing else, there will be nothing to say obviously Mm -hmm. but because there's so many other things that go into it now you gotta take an account of who they are personally who they in relationships with things that they said in the past that were problematic it's like then they start bringing the nasty side out of each other like hence queen radio it's just it gets ridiculous you ain't never seen these niggas maybe a couple of them emotional we'll go there because Pusha T was dead wrong for exposing that nigga Baby Mama, but I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> that's rap beef, though. I can't, I can't get with you on this. Cause I don't, but I don't agree though. What in in what times? 2022. There's these new niggas that's on that shit. What that's rap beef true. was they doing in the '90s where they was, was like? There was so
1: much. They would rap be beef. like, "I'm
0: out the fuck your bitch," and then make a song about it, and that's the end of the, the beef. Niggas
1: was getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's men wrap beef, they take it too far because people die. But all right, I'm with you on that. That's just wrap beef. Like if you're gonna have wrap beef, you can't come into
0: it like I don't know. That's just bothering me now. Cause what's the point of this at the end of the day? Call me then. Because why are we doing this? (laughs) It's just me and where I am now It's like it's too much energy mm-hmm. I can't see it Me having a rap beef with somebody If it's like where's the progression in this Where's this getting us Are we evolving as a community No we should probably just shut up and work on our music That's it Because at the end of the day that's what we're here for I know there's some entertainment behind it mm-hmm. But then we have to think about like Why is that stuff entertaining to us It's because you sit on the shade room all day Baby it's not cute it's not doing nothing for your personal growth. And I just don't care yeah. about it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times when people have this rap beef for social media wars with other rappers, it kind of takes away from the music. And then it's just like, I don't feel comfortable eating here no more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So it is what it is. Um... Now I did want to talk about Lil Wayne was recently on Two Chains podcast. Y'all know Two Chains got a podcast. I can't mm-hmm. even hate on him because I feel like it's kind of good, so I ain't even go trip. But um, Lil Wayne was on Two Chains podcast. You guys know that they have been friends since since Two Chains was Titty Boy. <laughs> That's so crazy.
1: I remember discovering him as Titty Boy and just.
0: A lot of people forget about the evolution of two chains, but Lil Wayne was one of the first rappers that put him on. Now go and get your money, little double bag boy. Y'all forgot that was two chains, but he was his name was Titty Boy on the song, but it's two chains though. Yeah. And I love me some two chains. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I love me some two chains. He's probably one of my favorite rappers, like top five, no lie. He just really does it for me. Yeah. Um but on there Basically, he was doing a little commercial, a little advertisement for Lil Wayne's next album, which is going to be called um, Holly Grove 2. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's an album or if it's a damn uh, mixtape, mixtape but let's just say a new project that he's working on. 2 Chainz is definitely going to be featured in the album. I'm not sure who else, though, but like, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about it, but... At oh, the same time, I don't know where I'm going to be at personally when Wayne dropped that album.
1: So, we'll see. We'll update y'all.
0: Wayne still be coming with the hits, but... Um... He's got the talent. I just, like, I kind of want him to stop sharing his personal feelings about stuff. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. He's one of those people. Can you just shut up and make music?
0: Yeah. Because there's a lot of problematic things about him. Like, he low-key a colorist he's so detached from he definitely one of those people who try and make it seem like he doesn't uh, experience racism and it's like sir you're literally from the projects you need to stop Yeah. the only reason these niggas is fucking with you because you got a couple of dollars yeah and I'm sorry but those tired locks is Mm -hmm. telling a different story you experienced some hardship. (laughs) I don't know if I... I feel like I had a dream that he cut his hair off and it was like... I was so pleased. I feel like at this point he can't even cut it off because this probably wouldn't even be like a clean all around one even hair. It'd probably be like... Yeah. He need to fade it out. He need to bald it. Just Mr. Clean it. Mr. Clean us, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, another album I want to talk about is the new Division album. I was literally just telling Cherry how. I used to listen to their music and I didn't know it was division. I used to be calling it D V S N Like that is so goofy, but I feel like it's
1: real. I mean, you don't know unless you know.
0: The thing that makes it obvious that it's not D V S N because it's actually spelled in lowercase letters, like division. <laughs> like just read the word, bitch. Like you was doing too much with too little. <laughs> I don't know. I- I can still see it. I mean, I can still see it. Yeah, but either way, it just didn't connect the dots. But I love that name. Um, He got a new album out, and I think that's super cool. I listened to the album all the way through. I thought there was a lot of bangers on there, but honestly, Division makes music for fuckboys. Mm-hmm. He makes music for people who are emotionally unav- unavailable. Um, And then... The album is called Working on My Karma. When in the entire album, all he's doing is talking about cheating, cheating, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Are you working on your karma or are you building it up? I don't know. <laughs> he's got an amazing voice. I just wish that he directed his talent somewhere, you know. So, is Division One person? I believe so. I thought it was like more than one person. I think it's one person like he did a tiny desk. I'm pretty sure. Like, let me just look it up right now. Not on that page. I'm gonna come back to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We love an open tab. Okay. So it's a duo. It's two people. Oh, so the duo is that one person is on production and one person singing. That makes sense. Okay. So they're from Canada. And Daniel Daly is the singer and nineteen eighty five is the producer and that is division. So nice to know. I learned something today. And they signed to OVO. Hmm. It's been it's given OVO. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody signed to OVO has that sound. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, if you into that vibe, give it a listen. Give them some streams, you know what I'm saying? Um, What's your favorite song right now, baby? You got anything for the music of the week? I mean, I know we talked about like new um, music, but...
1: I'm scared to share with you.
0: Share? It's a safe space to share? Is it? Yeah, I didn't even get a little vibrational last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's between... Both are from
1: the Her Lost album. It's between Major Distribution and... Um, Hours in Silence. hmm Okay. What you like about the songs? Mm, major distribution. I like the singing at the beginning and how it transitions into just something I can move side to side to. Um, and it's like, you know, I like when people talk they shit. hmm It really gets me off. Um, that's what I like about that one. For hours in silence. It's just really vibey to me. Like, turn my bitch up. Turn my bitch up. You know what I'm saying? You want to turn your bitch up? Turn me up then. After that song, Turn me <laughs>
0: <it> up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a vibe. I
0: feel you. My body. then. What about you? I feel like my song that I like been playing all the time is um by Destior and Mariah the Sciences. Is that the song that you were... It's called Stone Cold. That's the song I was singing earlier. Well, well, well. <laughs> You know, I can't uh-huh. lie, I'm like just actually had a reflective thought right now that my back might be toxic R and I think it is. I'm I just realized that in this moment <laughs> I'm glad that you're finally
1: here with us.
0: Oh my God. We I do. just noticed that. Do you like toxic singers? I like toxic rappers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not like toxic in a sense of rap because they be talking about like shooting and killing niggas here we go everybody (laughs) don't talk about shooting and killing everybody doesn't but most people do there's hard to listen to one rap song that's not you know enlightened i say you know on that other spectrum of rap you know the spectrum The spectrum I don't go to. Exactly. (laughs) So here's what we're saying. You're on one end of the spectrum, which is the raunchy, killing, shooting, fucking bitches. And then there's this other spectrum, like be a better version of yourself. But they still be on the same misogynistic stuff. So that's like the thing that keeps them on the same timeline. Listen. But.
1: Listen. It's these days. It's less shoot him up. It's less that. And it's more. I'm talking about what I listen to. Well, well what you be listening to? Because I, I haven't heard none of that. Girl, what you talking about? I enjoy the talking <laughs> shit rap. That's really what I enjoy about Drake. Mm-hmm. Like as problematic as he is. And also, I don't really fuck with Drake when he's singing. That is not my bag at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here to hear none of that shit.
0: Damn. I know you've been hurt.
1: It's a good time. (laughs) It's a really good time. But I'm not somebody that enjoys that about Drake. And that's why I've... That's one of the reasons why I've never vocally been a Drake fan. Because I can't really get with all of his music. I don't like when he be a fake Caribbean Oh I hate that I can't do none of that shit Like I came here to hear you talk about How much money you make And how these niggas be trying to fuck with you And you not having it
0: And you know that's what can make that type of music A high vibration And I used to say this all the time This was like in my Twitter spiritual days But I never go on that account anymore Like really But I used to say that all the time, like how you can manifest large amounts of money by listening to rap music because the way they talk about money, spending it like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it kind of opens up your mind with saying those words that you might not necessarily believe yet. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel you on that. I feel you. But what I was saying is that it's two different type of low vibrations that you probably will rarely hear an R&B song, even though... Nowadays, these girls are starting to get in their bag, like, really flex on niggas. I can't wait to hear where you're taking this. I'm saying the toxicity is surrounded with the relationships. It'll be, like, taking a nigga back, fucking with a nigga, you know? Like, stuff like that. Like, you know, that's my bag. Like, Summer Walker, you know? You, like... I really love Shirt by Scissor right now.
1: I haven't listened to the words of that song, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's R and B music, specifically the R and B that you're referring to. Mm -hmm. I can't get into that because it's like this playlist that I made called Differences. It's really amazing. You should get over there, guys. Put the link in the description box. Stop playing with it. I'll do that. But it's like that playlist. It's so amazing, but I don't listen to it at all. Because it's all about having relationship issues. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to that. Yeah. like That's going to have me in my head. It's going to have me thinking about shit and coming up with shit. And it's going to create problems. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to shit like that. That's, that's super low
0: vibrational yeah. for me.
1: I can't listen to stuff that's going to get me stirred up emotionally.
0: And that's why you got to know yourself, you know what I'm saying? And also, just know the current version of who you are. Because there's been times that I feel the exact same way as you. Like, after I got out of a relationship, it was like, girl, this is not doing nothing for you. Like, when I got out of my last relationship, all I used to play was Gibeon. And if you know anything about Gibeon, girl, first Mm -hmm. of all, he's a gaslighter. And his Songs is very much like Usher, where you think you're being sung a sweet melody about love, but if you listen to the content of the words, you're like, mm-hmm. "It's confessions, <laughs> <laughs> baby." What you say? Weesh. Hold on, um, yeah. And like one thing me and Jarve used to always say was like in the corner crying, mm-hmm. and like that's the the R and B music I'm talking about. So that's why I me, mean, it's like I totally agree with you. It's low vibrational in a different way, and like now where I am. In my relationship, I'm grounded I feel stable, I feel secure So this music doesn't trigger me to be like Oh, how can I relate this to my My relationship I don't have to relate this to my Relationship to enjoy it And that's just on growth Mm -hmm. When I was in a different place A less healed version of myself That probably would have triggered me to either think about the past Or like you said, to kind of like Try and Make it my situation When that ain't the case Mm-hmm. And also, if you're not a person that's grounded, if right now you're not grounded, you probably shouldn't be singing any music that is not in alignment, at least with where you're trying to be.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I'm saying? Because you manifesting in reality, singing that stuff if you really believe it. Now, if you can sing it and enjoy it and not believe it at all and not make it connected, make it a story, mm-hmm. then... You can do what you do. And that's on anything, though. It don't have nothing yeah. to do with just listening to music. It also has to do with, like, TV shows, whatever it is that you're watching, stuff that you... YouTube, Instagram. Where, where are you right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm mean, in a
1: love-myself phase. I feel yeah. like I've been there for a while now. Like, even when I go to R&B. If it's not sex, they still talking shit. Yeah. Like, I just...
0: I love R&B music right now that's just, like, flexing on my ex. (laughs) That's where I am right now with it. Or even just, like, um, You Wish You Could Have Me But You Can't. I love those type of songs. Mm -hmm. Like, in this song, they be like, And he calling from Atlanta, say he missed me. Mm -hmm. Well, well, well. Like, yeah. Well, well, well. Look at you. (laughs) You really thought. You thought. Max and Never Voice, you thought <laughs> they be killing me. <laughs> yeah, I sound like such a mom right now. <laughs> it's okay, it's cute to you. Um, yeah, oh, and the last thing that I wanted to discuss though for the breaks this one I feel like is, um, it's, it might make you feel some type of way, so just for a warning about that. So, Metro Boomin' just dropped a new album called Heroes and Villains. It's got Mm -hmm. a ton of people on there, like um, ASAP. It's got 21 Savage all up and through there. So, you know, if you like me and you want 21 but you don't want Drake, listen to Metro Boomin'. I was really disappointed to see that there was no Big Sean, and I know him and Metro had, like, an album together before I was like, was dang, where's the Big Sean? Because they make good music together. I was like, I damn, did. I'm kind of
1: blue. But Metro and 21, they be going in. I love when they get together.
0: Yeah. I love me some 21 too. I do. Um, Metro is a super talented producer, if you guys don't even know what the fuck we talking about. But he's worked with tons of artists. Anybody you could think of. Drake, Future. I mean, it's the list go on. I don't even have to like really say it. Like, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the song, if you hear Metro Boom, 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 boom then we you know that's Metro Booming. Boom. Like, period. um I only listened to a couple songs off the album, but I liked both of them. I was like, let me revisit for sure. It was Reason given Metro. Yeah, I think I just had to get out of the beginning of the song. Like, you know, I really hate a long ass intro. But we'll come back. You know what's crazy is the weekend really been popping up on me? Every time I get in the car, there's one we, one weekend song be playing, and I'm like, what is you trying to tell me? I can't get in. I, A lot of I people don't like the weekend because he's that same thing. He's that toxic R&B. Yeah. It's a lot of coke in there. I just Oh, there's lots of coke. I he's out. like the central version of Bruno Mars. Like Bruno Mars is like the he just hit the Coke and he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> It's true. Yeah. And like, yeah. The weekend is like the Coke is settled. This is like a regular thing. <laughs> yeah. I could get into
1: it the vibe is cool I like the vibe mm-hmm. but I just I can't get into the lyrics it be throwing me off yeah
0: I like him he's crazy though I feel like I'm crazy too that's why I can get into it <laughs> um, if you guys are not familiar though Metro Woman lost his mother this summer um, she was murdered by her husband which really sucks So, you know what I'm saying? He really been going through it or whatever. And he shared in an interview with Complex how he just been going through it basically since his mom passed away. And, um, you know, we're definitely sending like prayers and well wishes to him and his siblings too. Like, that's so sad. Yeah. And he like went on Instagram and he made like all these posts on his story basically saying like he been down bad since his mom passed away. And, you know, if you have parents, then you should also, you should show them love and appreciation while you have them. Um, I totally agree with that. My mom, she passed away in 2014. But the only thing that I really want to add to that is like, I hear what you're saying. Because when somebody died close to you, it do have you like start thinking about, um, are you showing enough gratitude or spending enough time? With the people that you care about, do they know that they're cared for? Mm -hmm. But everybody don't deserve your love and energy, and that's some of our parents. So, Mm -hmm. like you know, you can grieve somebody's death and also at the same time be accepting of who they was to you in your life when they was living. Um, Shout out to him that he had a really great mom, but Mm -hmm. you know that's not always everybody' experience, and I know it could be difficult to navigate that when there's, like, mixed feelings that you might not really feel sad. Yeah. Like, I was sad that my mom wasn't gone, but I wasn't sad in the same way with somebody who got a close relationship with their mom, but they would be talking to them every day or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I ain't yeah. got that. I had a lot of bad feelings towards my mom. And I ain't going to say bad feelings. I'm going to say she earned those feelings. You know what I'm saying? They was, yeah. <laughs> it's like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just thinking about that, like, A lot of times when we move into, like, the holiday seasons, we start to think more about people that we lost and stuff because they're not at those things. But, like, have grace with yourself as you're going through this and, like, it's going to be all right. Yeah. I mean, everything might not be okay, but (laughs) as far as I feel like your journey through grief, it evolves, it changes. Time does heal and... All you can do is um, celebrate and support the people that you still have with you. I wouldn't put I'm, Me, personally, the only energy I'm putting towards dead people is like my spirit team, my ancestors, like, what y'all need? Yeah. Nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loving um, to keep from crying.
0: I feel like I do want to double back on mental health matters because, like, I didn't even kind of talk about, like, what we were supposed to talk about for mental health matters, um, which I feel like just to turn the conversation back towards sex and everything again mm-hmm. is, like, for me personally, the solution, because we kind of talk about, you know, our feelings in mental health, but we didn't give a, offer a solution. The best thing that you can do is know yourself. You know what I'm saying? Continue to do the things that uh, help you to get to know yourself better, whether that is through meditation, whether that is through healthy communication and relationships, discovering yourself, trying new things. All of these things, you could do that sexually. It's just all about you know, allowing yourself to have the safe space to do that and honoring your whole self. Not your whole self, your whole <laughs> self. So, if, you know, one of the versions of you is a hoe, live in that. Be be in your truth and be okay with it and not give a fuck what anybody else have to say about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If one of the versions of yourself is being this person who is selective about your sexual partners, you know what I'm saying? Honor yourself in every way possible and... Don't allow society pressures from your family or immediate environment or religion. To make you, or religion, yeah to to make you have feelings of indifference about yourself, you know what I'm saying, So yeah, what are you making time for this week? Um, this week, I
1: don't know if I can say I'm making time for it, but I'm going to commit to my plans of budgeting. Mm -hmm.
0: Lashes, Papa. I feel you on that. Thanks. Um, This week, I'm just making time to celebrate Max. Maxie's birthday is next Tuesday, and I want him to feel so loved and... Just really just give him a lot of attention and affection and celebrate his birthday. And um, I hope that he has a good party and that he enjoys everybody that's there. And y'all pray for me when I make his birthday cake because it's been a minute since I decorated the okay. <laughs> cake. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I mean, I could do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Facts, B. Uh-huh. Without further ado... I've got time.